Welcome in, Future Socks listeners. This is a brand new Future Socks podcast. We're calling it the Future Socks Roundup. My name is Mike Rankin. I'll be your host today. We are joined by Elijah Evans. Elijah is a friend of ours who works with Just Baseball and also contributes to FutureSocks.com. It's a pleasure to have Elijah on the team and on this podcast. So the idea of the thing that we're doing here is recapping the week that was across White Sox minor league affiliates. Elijah has done tons of research this week. We're looking forward to talking to him about specific players that caught his fancy. And we have highlights to boot. Credit Winston-Salem and Birmingham on these editions of the highlights. So without further ado, Elijah Evans, welcome to the Future Sox Roundup and FutureSox.com. I know you talked about in the past in your introductory article and your introduction to Future Sox is that you work for Just Baseball. What do you do over there and why do you love the Chicago White Sox, unfortunately? <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Mike? It's good to be here. Um, over at Just Baseball, I've been there since last summer. Um, I do journalism on all different types of baseball topics. You know, I'm kind of the head White Sox writer over there. So anything that's White Sox related, um, you'll find written by me usually. Um, and I run social media for them. So I do Twitter highlights and, you know, posting out our podcasts and articles and things like that. Um, and unfortunately, I am from a uh, Chicago area. So I was Born and raised a White Sox fan. I'm uh, from my grandparents down. My entire family are Southside White Sox fans. Um, so I've uh, been grown up in a you know a struggling situation with our White Sox, um, but I do love them and I always will, regardless of the performance. You know. All right. Look, we're all trapped in this right. unescapable hell, as uh, we describe White Sox <laughs> baseball weekly on the Future Sox podcast mm-hmm. that you can listen to every Tuesday. Now, this podcast we anticipate to drop every Monday. So look forward to the Future Sox roundup every Monday. So more White Sox baseball for you, whether you like it or not. I guess you could choose to listen. <laughs> we hope we encourage you to stick around because, Elijah, you worked hard to gather some highlights of specific players that you'd like to talk about, and we get to react to. But first, before we get to some highlights, let's kick off this podcast with a player or two that you're familiar with, beginning with Cole Seamus, right-handed pitcher, undrafted free agent, right-handed pitcher who has seemingly made a name for himself over the last year plus. And especially last year, the numbers suggested that this is a real player, but the follow-up season has really suggested that Cole Seamus is a player in this White Sox farm system that we need to pay attention to. Definitely. He came out of nowhere, essentially, right? Undrafted free agent, like you mentioned. And he has a lot of versatility to his game. It's exciting. You know, he pitched kind of, he's been a little bit more of a hybrid starter reliever, but his last three games have been starts and he's shown the ability to mix four pitches and be a guy that could legitimately help the White Sox in the near future, especially given his slightly more advanced age. Um, For a guy that's in high A, obviously he has to work his way through the ranks a little bit further, um, but he he features four pitches that that all play up and have looked good this season. Um, you know, a guy with both kind of a curveball and slider these days, which is sort of uncommon uh, in the modern game. I know with the sweeper taking over and a lot of people more reliant on the slider sweeper combos, you know, having a true curveball and a slider um, is not as common, uh, but he's able to mix and match those breaking balls really well with the fastball that has a lot of ride on it. Um, and he's, you know, watching his last start this week and I watched some clips from his start previously, He's a guy that, you know, he could be kind of either option, whether it turns out it being more of like a long relief role or a starting role. Uh, but I could see him kind of making his way up the ranks and moving up to Birmingham sooner than later at this point. Yeah, it's fascinating that you say it and you put it that way, because as I'm looking through his numbers, you know, 16 uh, games last year in 2022, and that's in the Carolina League. He made 15 starts, so in 61 and two-thirds innings, this is last season. He had a 3.65 ERA. Now, the thing that's been 
most encouraging to me is the strikeout to walk ratio and 76 strikeouts to 61 and two thirds innings last year is low A, but it's his first full season as a starting pitcher. And he passed all the te- like he checked all the boxes. He passed the test. Now he's challenged in advanced day so far this season and Elijah 250 ERA across his first four appearances, three of those being starts 18 innings, 11 walks, 23 strikeouts. The walks are going up a little bit. The strikeouts are still there. However, pitching in an advanced A affiliate for a guy who, again, undrafted, has stuff that you described as good enough to get players out. Now, the interesting part about Cole Seamus' future is, like you mentioned, how is he going to progress, whether as a starter or as a swingman in the bullpen? A guy who can offer you starts in the minors – will be able to do a plethora of things in the majors as long as your stuff holds up. And it looks like, Elijah, the stuff is there for Cole Seamus to propel forward in this organization, regardless whether it's a starter or a reliever. Yeah, no, definitely. I 100% think so. I mean, when you look at a guy with the fastball he has is not only topping at, you know, 96 around there um, consistently, but it has a lot of tail on it. You know, he's able to really pinpoint that fastball all over the zone. Uh, this past week in a game, you know, he had a strikeout in one inning. He had, a stri- he had two strikeouts in one inning, and one of them was, you know, low and outside corner with the fastball kind of fading away uh, from a left-handed hitter. And then the other one was up and high in the zone, kind of tying a guy up, swinging at a high pitch above the zone. So, you know, having a fastball that plays up like that, and has a lot of movement on it, uh, in addition to having two breaking balls that really work in very different ways, but both effectively at times. And, you know, both those pitches need to get a little bit better with the command. As you said, the walks have been a little shaky in his last few starts, um, missing with that breaking ball pretty consistently. But at the same time, two breaking balls that both work, you know, more than likely one of the two is going to work on a given day where he can get it in the zone. He can get it out of the zone for a strikeout pitch. Um, so, you know, he he has the stuff to work in a lot of different roles. And, you know, typically you see guys with a four-pitch miss being more of starter roles, but, you know, he could condense himself a little bit and work mostly off of two, three pitches on a given day if he's thrown into a relief spot. So I think he's versatile enough and talented enough where he could, he could be a piece for the White Sox, you know, in a year or two, obviously not this year, he's only in high A, but if he, if he gets up to double this year um, and really continues to show good usage of all those pitches, he could be a guy we could see, you know, somewhat soon. Highlighting Cole Seamus, we'll talk more pitching in a little bit, but let's switch to a different side of the story and that's the position player depth in the White Sox system one of those names included DJ Gladney a local product he was a 16th round draft pick in the 2019 MLB draft out of Ileana Christian High School that's in Lansing he was born in Oak Park he turns 22 years old in July and this is a player that I've been personally fond of watching develop and you know prep players like this typically those who sign out of high school have there are reasons why they sign out of high school and the White Sox convinced DJ Gladney to sign and since 2019 he has improved and taking a huge leap last year in the Carolina League and I think that has a lot to do with quieter mechanics and the thing about you know when I mention a huge leap it's the fact that he's playing in over 100 games consistently and then also got a chance a, a quick taste of Double A Birmingham and Project Birmingham. So the White Sox identified DJ Gladney as one of their core pieces that they want to see develop in their farm system. 2023 DJ Gladney is looking pretty darn good in 24 games. He's slashing 309, 340, 650. That's good for a 989 OPS. We have some highlights courtesy of Andrew Murphy and the Winston-Salem Dash Radio Network. 
Swing and a fly ball, hit high and deep out to center. Mateo watches this one, soar over the wall, it's a home run! DJ Gladney with his sixth of the year. A one. Fly ball right field near the corner. Osuna chases it down, he's at the track. That ball is gone, it's a home run, it hit the foul pole. DJ Gladney, two home runs on the day, and he gives the dash a five to three lead. Elijah watching DJ Gladney, two homers in the contest in the clip that we heard, the two homers and the double. Now, when I talk about the OPS at 989, that's what jumps out to me. The frame and the quiet mechanics at the plate, because we know he's athletic, he's playing the outfield, but man, he's got so much pop in his bat. You just want to see him make contact consistently, and it seems like he's doing that in advanced day this year. Yeah, when you look at like Gladney, first of all, shout out Oak Park, Illinois, my hometown. Um, but, uh, you know, he has really developed into a more mature hitter like you were talking about. The mechanics are quieter. You know, he's got 16 of his 30 hits so far, extra base hits with eight homers, seven doubles, and a triple. Um, so he's really got a good amount of pop all over the field. You know, in that game, you saw him go deep to dead center and then also one down the right field line. Uh, he hasn't quite gotten to the point of consistently going um, the opposite way, but he is really consistent with his swing and his approach. Um, you know, he's his slugging is at 649, like you mentioned, which is insane. And that's just a credit to him really hitting the ball hard uh, consistently, whether it be in the gap for doubles or, you know, the eight home runs, which are impressive at this point. Uh, the one thing you want to see with Gladney, which is common for young hitters, is 28 strikeouts, uh, only four walks at this point. Um, so that's the biggest step in his development uh, would be increasing the walks a little deeper increasing strikeouts a little, but, you know, if you're, if you got a guy that's getting an extra base hit and half of his hits, you know, you can live with a little strikeouts. Um, obviously, you want that to come down a bit, but his natural power and his continuing development with his bat-to-ball skills, you know, appear to be a guy that could really, could really have some pop. And, um, you know, he could, he could be a piece for the White Sox, you know, a team that struggled to have consistent power for a long time. This guy's got power. Um, it's really just going to come down to continuing to refine his swing and limit those strikeouts uh, and increasing the walks a little bit, but the power is there for sure. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, often we think about the way the White Sox go about their business and developing prospects and identifying players in which they want to draft or sign you know, through the international marketplace. And sometimes position redundancy becomes an issue because when you're drafting on raw talent, you're looking at a specific skill set and the White Sox love bats. And that applies to DJ Gladney as a guy who originally was first base, third base. Now he's in the outfield. He's teaching himself how to play the outfield. And it reminds me of the way Gavin Sheets transitioned his game because he knew that there was a lot of players ahead of them playing at the position in first base and DH. And he taught himself how to play the outfield. 
in 2020 during that uh, extended period in which baseball wasn't there. Look, Gavin Sheets is somebody who has made a name for himself at the big league level because he took it upon himself to learn a position in which you know he hadn't played before. And DJ Gladney is doing somewhat of the same thing, a guy who you love the skill set. And we talk about this on the Future Sox podcast in the latest episode that you can listen to every Tuesday. Gladney's biomechanics jump off the page at you. White Sox evaluators love the way he doesn't waste movement and how fluid his swing is, especially when it's right. So when you take all that into account, a guy who's turning 22, finally hitting his stride, you would, you're hoping that he's finally hitting his stride in advance day. Let's see if he can do the same in A Birmingham, because if he can, then DJ Gladney is somebody who we're not just dreaming on. This is somebody who is a legitimate prospect. All right, Elijah, moving on to the next guy that you wanted to talk about, Wilfred Varis. We have some highlights from the Advanced Day Winston-Salem Dash Radio Network as well, courtesy Andrew Murphy. Let's listen. Varis sends one high and deep. Out to left center field. This one is at the track. One run scores. Here comes another. They wave Gladney around. The relay. No play at the plate. No, they got him. Oh, my goodness. They got Gladney at home. Wilfred Varis tried to drive in DJ Gladney, an emphatic call by Andrew Murphy. It looked like he was safe by my account when we were watching the video, but hey, whatever. That's power, raw power from Wilfred Varis. Another guy who's young and hopefully coming into his own. Elijah, he's 20 years old. He'll turn 21 in November, so he's playing 2023 as a 20-year-old at Winston-Salem High yeah, you know, he he's really young. He's an exciting guy. And this Winston-Salem lineup, you know, has some pop this year. And it's been fun to watch some of their tape. But, you know, when you look at Varus, he has yet to come into that home run power quite yet. But his 10 doubles easily lead the team, um, which just shows he has a lot of that natural power. And it just needs to continue developing. The three home runs, you know, doesn't stand out as a guy that has a ton of pop. But he really drives the ball very hard. Uh, he consistently makes solid contact. You know, he he's a guy that, again, similarly to Gladney, he needs to... Need to improve a bit upon the play approach, um, but that's common. You know, he has some decent speed. He has five stolen bases at this point. He, you know, the combination of that that consistent line drive approach, um, hard hit balls in the gaps and stuff, and then his, you know, at his age and already producing well, almost a he's at an 843 OPS right now and high A. So he's a guy that could easily continue to rise. And at the age he's at, you know, he, he's got plenty of time um, and could be a guy that, especially two more years of development to where Gladney's at, he could easily be looked at as a top 10 prospect in the system. Yeah, it's interesting with Varys because we're watching him develop. But we're, we're concerned about the bat, and that's the money for Varys. Four walks and over 100 plate appearances so far to this point of the season. He, he's got to get better in that regard. 24 strikeouts to four walks, but like you mentioned, the 843 OPS, but he's hitting 313. He's getting on base a 333 clip considering the, the four walks only. So he's reaching base via the base hit, but he's slugging a little bit. Three home runs, 10 doubles. I'll take that. Wilfred Veras, another name to keep an eye on, a young player in Winston-Salem. This is about where I believe Veras should stay for a little bit. You want to see some extended success for Wilfred Varis at this point. He also had a cup of coffee in Birmingham last year, part of Project Birmingham, something to mention. All right, this is a fun one. We have a highlight from, yes, Winston-Salem yet again, but I want you to hear this. Uh, it's a shot from Michael Turner. You may not have heard the name, but we'll talk about him here after this. The two-strike pitch, swing and a drive, hit high and deep out to right center, Bowen and Brown chase that one down, and it is gone, a home run! 
Michael Turner with a round tripper to put the first run of the, of the game on the board for the dash. It's 3-1. All right, Elijah, tell me a little bit about Michael Turner. He's a ninth-round draft pick in 2022 out of the University of Arkansas, and he's finding success in Winston-Salem this year. Yeah, Michael Turner's a guy that I don't think most White Sox fans know of, and I honestly didn't know of um, until somewhat recently. But he, you know, a ninth-round pick, kind of once you get past the first five rounds, it can be often hard to project guys coming out of college. Um, And he's been kind of a catching DH platoon. I think he's still kind of refining his ability as a catcher behind the plate. Um, So Winston-Salem's trying to kind of take the approach with him to be catching somewhat and I think that's common at the minor league levels um, but you know he, he's he got a really solid hit tool overall uh, especially for a catcher you know he, he's hitting he's got an OPS of 943 right now um, and he's consistently making hard contact he's got some power he's got some natural power um, I mean on paper you know it doesn't look like he has a ton of power quite yet um, but he hits the ball really hard He's walking at a decent clip too, um, which is impressive for somebody of his age. Um, he could be a pretty quick riser, especially for a team that has struggled at the catching position. As we know, um, we don't really, beyond Carlos Perez, there's really not a lot of you know hopeful, exciting catchers in the system. Um, so he has the chance to become one of the more exciting catchers um, in the farm system for the White Sox pretty soon if he keeps up uh, the impressive walk rate um, and his you know natural ability to hit the ball hard. Well, Michael Turner is an interesting little name and a nugget. Thanks, Elijah, for bringing that to the episode this week because you're looking at his numbers in the SEC at an 890 OPS. He's 24 years old. He turns 25 in August. He also played in the MAC, so he transferred to University of Arkansas. And the White Sox picked him up in the ninth round. Early indications suggest that, yes, this is a professional baseball player who is taking advantage of playing time at Advanced Day Winston-Salem. And in through 13 games, so it's a small sample size, but it's his first professional season, not counting the brief, brief appearance that he had in 2022 in the Carolina League. This is his first full professional season. He's seeing consistent at-bats through 13 games, putting up some numbers that are really exciting. So we'll monitor Michael Turner. That's another name that you the White Sox fan should keep in mind. And we'll have it for you every week on the Future Sox podcast. That's every Tuesday. This is the Future Sox Roundup with Elijah Evans. We have one more clip that we want to share with you. And those who are familiar with me know that, uh, yeah, I'm already giddy because Christian Mena is the goods. And Kurt Bloom of the Birmingham Barons will tell you why. One and two pitch, swung on and missed a put away slider. Two, two, swing and a miss, strike three. That's the power curveball. Here's a one and two. Got him, strike three with a high fastball. Chest high for strikeout number 10. All right, Elijah, big fan of Christian Mena. Myself, what are your thoughts on the right-handed pitcher? 20 years old, so far having all this success in Birmingham. He's a guy that could legitimately be a middle rotation starter. And it's hard to say that about a lot of guys in the minor leagues. I mean, it's when you look at guys, there's always consistent development problems. And it just, especially with pitching, it's it's really rare to see a guy at that age that you can project as a true quality rotation piece. And, and I see that with Mina. You look at his 42 strikeouts over 25 innings, and that is not numbers you see very often. And beyond that, 42 strikeouts only comes with six walks. So not only is he striking out a ton of guys, he's had multiple double-digit uh, games with strikeouts so far, and he's not missing that much. So you, you're used to seeing guys, especially at that age, guys that have that strikeout wipeout stuff are often walking guys a ton. His whip is just barely over one. So he's not giving up a ton of hits. He's not walking a lot of guys. And really the only issue with Mina has been the home runs. 
Um, you know, he's allowed four home runs, and that's been the majority of the offense against him um, and has kind of spiked his ERA a little bit higher than it really should be. Um, but that's just, you know, missing a few pitches over the middle here and there. Um, and that's just what happens when you're when you're 20 years old and developing. But, you know, he he's a guy that I, I think he – I mean, it obviously it depends on Noah Schultz and his development and his health. Um, but, you know, I think Mina right now is, is the most – projectable arm uh, in this entire farm system, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I'm looking forward to Peyton Pollitt's development. Christian Mayna, though, is just already so polished as a 20-year-old. I know he's there are things in his game that need to be improved, like the fastball velocity, which he had improved across this offseason. He gained weight, and now the fastball's sitting around 93. Two to ninety-four, and we're seeing him, you know, use that more effectively. He's got to throw for strikes. His off-speed pitches are his bread and butter, and that's part of the reason why he has as many strikeouts as he's done of uh, forty-two and twenty-five innings so far. And like you said, the six walks—that's the kid's twenty years old pitching in Birmingham. He's got six walks. Yep. He's got his sub-four ERA, you know, across five starts so far through twenty-five innings. Now, you know, he's getting hit hard a little bit, but let's put all of this into perspective when we're talking about a 20 year old pitching in Birmingham yeah, with exactly. this amount of success. It's a guy who threw 104 innings last year, total as a 19 year old. So this is something that we all should be excited about. And yeah. I've been excited about for a long time. And I know you have too, Elijah, as we wrap yeah. up this podcast, final thoughts, current status of the white Sox, whatever you want, Elijah, go for it. Give me your hot takes. That's hard to get into. Um, you know, my, this is, I know some people are hesitant to say this, I think it's time. I think it's time to rebuild to an extent. Um, I don't believe that this is a tear down everything, um, but I think the White Sox have to adjust. Uh, this team is just, it just isn't working, unfortunately, right now. And it it hurts me to say that and it sucks to watch and, and feel that way. But, you know, you got to look at guys like Tim and, and Gio and a lot of the other rotation pieces, bullpen pieces, um, some of the veterans, and seriously consider um, what to do with this this July and going into the offseason. Um, I think you agree with me on some of this, but uh, it's just time to fix something. And it's just, unfortunately, it's one thing after another with these White Sox. But that said, I am looking forward to being back uh, at the ballpark this summer. And it's uh, it's always good to enjoy some White Sox baseball, as painful as it is. Um, I, still, I still love them and I still want them to succeed, but I, I think it needs to come in the form of somewhat of a rebuild. All right. It is May 8th and Elijah Evans says sell. It's White Sox baseball, baby. Just sell. Elijah can yep. be followed on Twitter at Elijah EV and the numeral eight. Elijah, great stuff. Thanks so much. Really looking forward to uh, doing this podcast with you moving forward. Uh, we're going to we're gonna highlight a lot of these players with some uh, sound. So thanks for all that you do and appreciate you. Appreciate it. That's Elijah Evans. My name is Mike Rankin. You can follow me at Rankin906 on Twitter. You're listening to the Future Sox Roundup. We're going to release this episode ideally every Monday, and we're going to provide you with highlights and a similar format of what we just what we just did. So stick around for all that we have to offer at SoxMachine.com. Become a patron. It allows us to do stuff like this, to create podcasts like this for you, the White Sox fan. We're going to get you more information as things develop across the season. For Elijah Evans, my name is Mike Rankin. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next week.